My name is Chris Charbonneau, and I'm the host of the Fall of Roe podcast. I'm a 40-year veteran of the pro-choice movement. I have been the CEO of Planned Parenthoods in seven different states and have decades of experience in the pro-choice realm. This is an unapologetically pro-choice podcast. We are going to talk about the disaster that is the unfolding dismantling of the Roe standard across the United States, creating 50 states worth of patchwork laws, the danger that that poses to anyone of reproductive age and all of us who love them. We need to figure out how we as a collective are going to get through this, change this situation, give ourselves some hope and get back to sanity in this country. Hi, friends. This is Chris Charbonneau, and I am the host of the Fall of Roe podcast. And this week, I'm doing another in my series of the states of Roe. Today, I am featuring the state of Kentucky. This is a heartbreaker for me because I have been working in Kentucky to uh, keep choice legal and was working to not only uh, got the Louisville Planned Parenthood Clinic reopened after a many-year hiatus of legal wrangling with the state, but uh, hoped to open services in Lexington, too, until we ran out of time and, you know, generally create more access for folks in Kentucky. But Kentucky has a trigger law and through a series of maneuvers after the Dobbs decision, it was decided that the trigger law would be allowed to go into effect, even though it is being challenged in the courts by a combination of Planned Parenthood and EMW, the two providers that serve that state. And uh, there are arguments about that that the Supreme Court will be taking up in November. But today, I need to call Kentucky unsafe. The abortion clinics are shut down in that state, and everyone needing an abortion needs to get on their fastest horse and ride to Illinois. That is likely your best bet in the shifting abortion environment. But you can either call EMW or Planned Parenthood, and and they will give you advice on the ground about what they know. But you cannot get those services in the state from the providers because it is illegal to do so. The exceptions to the ban are to save a pregnant person's life. Again, we don't have a definition for that, so we don't know exactly how risky that would be for anyone to do. The providers would need to worry about whether they would lose their freedom or their licenses or other kinds of penalties were they to help you in a pregnancy that went sideways. And so that's concerning for anyone who's pregnant in the state of Kentucky, because those things can happen. The other exemption is to prevent serious injury to a pregnant person's physical health. It's interesting to me that they call out physical health in the law. Clearly, it's meant to differentiate between physical damage and emotional damage because apparently they don't believe in mental health in Kentucky, and they don't believe that harms to mental health are real. And that is a travesty. The story here is that this trigger ban was going into place. It was challenged at court, and the Supreme Court uh, that was looking at this elected to let the ban go into effect while they were waiting to hear 
whether the ban should go into effect. It's a very unusual thing to do. And they made the argument at the Supreme Court that sort of the importance of not putting this ban into effect didn't rise to a level where it made more sense to just wait until they actually made a decision in November. Well, after the hearings in November, presumably take a little while to write it up. But the court ruled that the uh, motion did not rise to the level of extraordinary cause. Like it's no big deal to suddenly reverse 50 years of abortion rights for the folks of Kentucky and wait to see what happens in this court case. The chief justice of the Kentucky Supreme Court really took issue with that. And uh, Judge Minton, who is the head of the Supreme Court, said uh, he thought that the court should have reinstated the temporary injunction to the ban while the case was being litigated. Quote, it is difficult to comprehend a more important or serious legal issue than legal access to abortion in the Commonwealth, he wrote. Minton said that the court should have reinstated the lower court's temporary injunction while the case is being litigated. Yes, they should have. A lot less important cases than this get stayed until a final decision like that can be made on them. And so Kentucky's Supreme Court appears to have been rash and somewhat political in overturning years and years of relied upon law before they have the chance to hear an entire case based on the merits. So that is radically unfortunate. So I have to call Kentucky unsafe. I would point you to abortionfinder.org to figure out where to go or call the clinics in the state. They're both in Louisville that are open. And if you need funding, contact the National Abortion Funding Network. And good luck to you all in Kentucky. It's terrible. You have horrific commutes, hours and hours and hours to get to Illinois. If you live in the eastern part of the state, you don't have great options. Although North Carolina and South Carolina are both still available to you. Um, South Carolina may be temporary, but as of this recording, um, you can go there. Um, once again, go on Abortion Finder, depending which direction you need to go. And Godspeed and be safe. Thank you so much for listening to another In My States of Roe. This has been the State of Kentucky. Thank you for listening, friends. This is Chris Charbonneau. It's been my pleasure to host this broadcast for you today. And if you'd like to hear more, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you'd like to connect with me in some way, please go to fallofrow.com for information. Thank you.